0: My golly, gosh. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. That was bloody ridiculous. The sunset I just witnessed was remarkable, like insanity. I, yeah, mind blown. Um, There's only been a few times where I've ever seen anything like that. And I've got to admit although it wasn't as great as the one that i had caught and lost unfortunately quite a while ago it definitely did surprise me (laughs) i had no clue i couldn't see the horizon so i only hoped that there was going to be some kind of burn coming through but as it did evolve it just ended up engulfing the entire atmosphere there was a rainbow that was going straight out to the east right on sunset and and It was just incredible. Like, where I was too, the environment is so rugged and raw that everything just became so illuminated by the color in the sky. Like, because it had been raining, like I was running out. As a bit of context. This is a spot that I've literally only been to twice. Um, And the first time was yesterday. Like, I was a bit frustrated yesterday because I hadn't got the shot that I was after. And coming back today persisting with it even when the conditions didn't really look like they were actually going to provide anything I was just blown away like I'd been down to the spot Just a little bit south like where you park which is one mile beach. I'd been there Multiple times copious times. I, ha- I hadn't actually gotten a decent sunset or sunrise there and Really where I first was along the southern side It possibly would have been pretty good to stay there but I wasn't really accounting for all the different conditional variables because I couldn't really see anything really happening so I was just you know clutching at hope and because I couldn't see to the south I just thought that there'd be tons of cloud there because that's what I saw out to the west and it was still coming up from the south too so I ran north, Uh, the wind really picked up, it was blowing me straight there and once I got there I was just bombarded by fat old raindrops and it was very very difficult to actually shoot. Like it was an extreme challenge, Um, I've got to admit I probably didn't get the shot that I was after, I really don't think I did because every shot I had to really, actually speaking of this, I've got to get my camera out. I've got a real issue right now with my 17 to 40 where There's a big crack right in the lens um, And it is not good at all so I want to let it dry out um, It's probably gonna get mold in the elements eventually I think the camera just died as well, so Oh no, we're good. It is dying, but um, yeah, just quickly looking through I doubt that I got the shot that I was after oh my gosh actually that was incredible all right I may have got one Um, it was just so so incredibly challenging Um, I definitely didn't get the shot that I was after as I had said but far out just that quick look I mean because I was so cautious about the raindrops, because I know how quickly a raindrop can kill the image, and it's happened too many times previously. Like, you've got to be so on top of it. I have. I had a rain jacket around my camera and my tripod. Usually, I would have two. I only have one, because I didn't have space in my bag, because I had a third camera with me. Ridiculous. Um, I hardly even used the second. Like, I ended up pulling it out and getting a few. I think I may have got one panorama, but I was focusing on that panorama. <laughs> and while I was, it was just, yeah, evolving out to the west even more. Like, just trying to envision it. I'll give you a little bit more of a base. There are red rocks everywhere. Like, ridiculous structures, jagged edges, like, smooth to the extent. But there's also just such diversity within the way that they're formed. It's all based around this volcanic activity from hundreds of thousands of years ago and I really just, I'm so fascinated by the way that it was all actually, you know, accumulated I guess. The way that it's presented and how that display has come about, it's mind-boggling like you're gonna have to go and just check it out the formations just north of Stockton Sand all the way out to the Tomaree Peninsula it is just always always intrigued me and shooting it being able to idolize on those features I feel like so often they're not really recognized because so many people don't really re- realize how rare it is and just how diverse it really is because especially if you're from Newcastle you know it's just it's part of Nelson Bay but there's more to it there's only one other area really in Australia that has that I'm pretty sure that's what it's called and it's just you know it's been along Bay Bay of fires it's a little bit different but that red rock you just do not get it every day and as it was saturated by the rain reflecting all of that color from the sky it was just illuminated with this remarkable glow like, I was just... That shot that I just kind of, you know, looked at in awe and said, wow, wow. that was just looking out to the east as there was a rainbow, and I got that on my seventeen forty. It didn't look like there was any raindrops on it. It was very difficult because it was hazy, always, almost constantly trying to get all the rain off, but hopefully I'm going to be able to do something with that. Um, it definitely wasn't the greatest composition, like, 1,000%. But considering what I had available to me, I think that hopefully I should be able to do something with it. Like, it's, it's very difficult sometimes to kind of be able to compose yourself um, when such a challenging task is in front of you. Like, I, that's why I was focusing on one camera for so long as well, because I just needed to nail those shots. And once I had, I kind of, you know, worked around and saw what else I might be able to do. And because I was kind of, you know, there was this big um, rocky mountain kind of area just to the right or the west of where I was, that's where I kind of kept my base because it was a little bit covered by the rocks. Like the rain was still bloody hitting me like a gale force wind was just picking it up and splashing it straight on me. And it was coming in forceful kind of bursts. So you didn't know when it was gonna happen. And like, it was so difficult to actually keep your camera and tripod stabilized one of the things that I often do I keep it very low I don't like to shoot very high and I think the perspective that I really like to kind of involve in my imagery is based around this kind of childlike perspective and the reason being that I love having that kind of aspect where you're really being able to be intuitive with your curiosity and adventure and I feel like that is at its fullest when you're a child and that's what I really love to incorporate within my images like it's been like that for years now absolutely years and I think that you know my back's definitely not the best and often people won't shoot like that because of the strain that it does put on their knees and their back but I just you know I'm gonna do everything I can to make it worthwhile and it's the vision that I really had like years ago I I aligned that with how I wanted to present the majority of my images. And I love being able to get that perspective because it's just something unique. It's just a little bit different. You know, it's not dropped dead on the ground because that really doesn't give you this kind of full perspective that I'm really after anyway. Like you can turn your camera upside down sometimes. And sure, that's gonna be great for specific images and put it on the bottom of the tripod. But personally, I really like just getting low and what I can really work with within the foreground because I don't like just having, you know, everything so high up that you you can't really, I don't know, you're not as grabbed by the image. It's not right in front of you. You've kind of got to search for it. And I don't know, I like having that mystery within my imagery except I like leading into the mystery. I don't just like, you know, putting everything there and then saying, look, you know, like I like to be able to draw people throughout the frame and kind of take them on a journey within both the foreground, the mid-ground, and the background, and you know, then it's kind of just always complemented by this marvelous glow of the golden glory. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I really do love the game Golden hours because it is just so incredibly intricate. There are so many conditional variables that have to align specifically for it to evolve and then even when it does it is not often that you're going to get one like another like every single one there are always going to be differences when you have cloud in the sky there's never going to be two that are the same and that to me has always just been something that I absolutely love to chase and see evolve because it gives me a better scope perspective and understanding on why it does but also the different conditions that affect it. How I can account for those conditions and be able to really utilize them to the best of my ability and come to this kind of predict- predicted understanding of what may evolve and eventuate. This afternoon, I definitely definitely couldn't account for it. And I think there's a level of unpredictability that you've always gotta you know, just keep in the back of your mind, even at the forefront of your mind. Like, Be flexible when you are shooting. Don't always just think this is what's gonna happen. You know, like you've gotta be able to work around challenges and you've gotta be creative and innovative with the way that you think. Don't just think it's always gonna come to you. Because it might once, but that doesn't mean it will all the time. You've gotta chase it. You've gotta go outside of your comfort zone and challenge yourself, test yourself. Build up all the skills that you can through consistently training. And I really think that's the basis of photography in general. Like it really is just going through the motions and learning as much as you can along the way. And you do have to challenge yourself. You do have to test yourself. You have to go through and actually analyze and revise what you have done, what you like, what you personally enjoy. And actually, just, just quickly, getting onto the topic of post-processing, because I just want to chat about that. Um, it's, it's something where so many people think that, you know, you've, you've got to go through and recreate an entire image in post-processing, or like, you know, you've, you've got to go through and edit it, like entirely, recreate it, and then it'll be a good image. Like, if you get it in camera, you're done. Like, if you get yourself in the correct position to utilise the scene, you understand the environment, you connect with it, you're able to actually entirely, understand each of its features and elements and then you can put yourself in a place where the perspective that you present is going to be complementary of that which does surround you and it aligns with your vision more importantly than anything then you know you don't you don't have to do much post-processing that is the greatest part of it you know i understand there's a whole other realm of digital art i'm not getting into that there's you know a kind of aspect of going through and entirely dropping in a sky or doing something like that or like you know putting layers upon layers you know one of the greatest examples is Tom Nosky he's you know he's a really great guy um I really admire his work his courage his artistic integrity except also his creative intuition with the way that he actually presents himself as an artist because he's got a very strong set of skills that he's acquired over i'm not going to say it's a short amount of time but considering how advanced he is it hasn't been a very long time and it is pretty mind-blowing some of the stuff that he comes up with and i really respect him and his work the way that he actually presents it the aesthetic that he sticks to it is really something special if you're not you know if you're not familiar with his work i think you definitely will have seen it and once you look at his you know Instagram or something like that you'll just be like oh it's that guy because like he is yeah really something unique and his work really represents that like I think that he's got something really strong going for him and it it can the greatest part about what he's got is it can take him anywhere it is literally up to him where he wants it to go and that's exciting, it really is. Like, it's a very unique thing that he has. And yeah, I'm very intrigued to see where he continues to take it because it's an ever-evolving journey. But anyway, post-processing generally, it's it's one of those things where I personally believe that you do not have to do too much at all to the image. Like, I really keep it quite minimal within my own workflow. Um, If you ever would be interested in how I process my images, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find a whole bulk of information behind it. You know, like, sure, there is a specific kind of workflow that I go through, just like everyone. But I don't do anything with like, you know, gradients. I don't do anything with like, paintbrushes. And the reason being that I love, love, the opportunity to challenge myself in capturing it. Right in camera, you're not going to be able to polish a turd. That's the classic kind of saying, but it's so relevant in photography. Like, I guess with Photoshop, you might be able to, but it's still going to be a turd. Like, I don't know. I I just, I really think that you've got to be able to capture it in all of its entirety and test yourself. Like, just accept that you didn't capture it to the best of your ability and put it forward. Or, you know, if the conditions didn't align, that's okay. Like, don't try and manipulate it to be something that it's not. Just accept it. And I really believe that, you know, that's very respectable. If you put forward something that is going to be an entire representation of what you actually saw, how you perceive it, and your perspective personally, you know, what what more could you ask for? Like I simply, I often keep my shadows where they begin. I may do a little bit with exposure because often somehow I'll end up ruining it. No, I'm not going to say often, but sometimes, you know, you you do make minor mistakes. And (laughs) contradicting what you probably thought with what I just said, you know, I will make adjustments to the exposure. Like I may take it down half a stop and may boost it half a stop. Often, it's actually being boosted quite a little bit, up to a full stop, which can be detrimental to the file quality, but optimally, I do keep it at its highest standard where possible. And then, you know, I take down the highlights a little bit. I do a little bit with the tone curve. I don't do tons. I kind of just have a very minor S-curve. I crush the blacks to about a reading of 4 and... You know, I, I really keep it quite minimal. Um, sometimes I may boost the midpoint of the S-curve up a little bit to really allow those highlights to blossom. Um, but overall, you know, it's just kind of a little bit of sharpening, maybe a little bit of noise reduction, you know, enable profile corrections, remove chromatic aberration, and put a little vignette on it usually as well, But It's nothing major and the reason being that I don't want to be you know, I'm not trying to stand out with my editing. I know how to edit ridiculously and put all of these things into place like I previously have. But I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to really represent my work to be. Personally, I wanted to be able to, you know, prove to others that you don't need to have all of these special little features to capture a very strong image it is about persisting and committing yourself to getting in the right position at the right time as much as you possibly can for me every time well that's optimal (laughs) but yeah that that's what i really do want to represent within my work it's not that you need to go through and create you know like light rays you need to put a lens flare in there like, for me personally, that's my integrity within my own personal work. Sure, if a client desires it for a specific you know, image or, like, something, then potentially I might go through and do it just for them and their professionalism and what they desire because, you know, you're curating something, you're providing a service. You've got to adhere to what they really want. So, yeah, personally with my own work, everything that you'll see put forward by me, it's, it's, it's pretty much how i perceive the scene when i am out there it is how i envision it i am so energized by the golden glory the incredible colors that do become you know displayed throughout the scene but engulfing the atmosphere i get so enthused by that that i want to also represent it within my imagery and that's what i really want to be able to you know offer i want it to be an understanding that you can't You can't manipulate... It's hard because you can, but I personally don't want to. And so many people, I feel, perceive that, you know, I'm doing all of this manipulation and, like, I just... I want to keep it as raw as I can. It's just I get myself in the right place at the right time and I commit myself to it. Like, it's persistence, it's perseverance, it's commitment. It's all of these kinds of things. They all accumulate and when you actually implement those and train yourself to learn those skills so you can consistently put them into place you know you're going to come up with some stellar images there's obviously a ton more that comes into the technical side but I guess you could say the psychological side and the personal side within your own mentality I really believe that they are just as important when it comes down to it when you want to advance like advancing it gets to a point where you may want to continue to evolve within your work and your creativity but the evolution comes through within yourself it really does and that then takes an impact on your work it's not often about you know learning new tricks or you know trying to strive to find new techniques or taking somebody else's technique you may acquire that along the journey if you're looking for it, but it's really about your own personal experiences and how your perspective becomes moulded and then interpreted to present that within whatever it may be that you're doing. I really, you know, perspective is the essential ingredient. That's why everybody's work is going to be different. When you actually accept your individuality, your own personal perspective, characteristics, you know, everything about who you are, That is where you will stand aside from the rest. It's about expressing that as well, not being afraid to express it. Because I really believe that, you know, you don't have to be anybody but exactly who you are. You're always gonna be the best version of exactly who you are. And, you know, you can really live up to your potential. You are capable of doing anything that you put your mind to. Just about putting in a little bit of grit. So yeah, (laughs) post-processing. That's me personally. That's my take on it. That's my personal, you know, subjective opinion. It's very much based around my own personal vision, how I do actually perceive everything, and you know that's just how it is. It may evolve over time, um, as I do, but Yeah, I like to keep it at that base and with that medium because everything else is going to evolve around you, but if you stick true to yourself, it can be quite valuable. You're not just going to be running from one thing to the next to the next trying to find different, you know, techniques. You're going to really curate your own style. If you're looking to create a style, you're not going to actually find it, but if you actually knuckle down on what you love and who you are, that's where your style will really start to actually become something more something that is just inherited within you and it comes naturally I really believe that you know style it's it's just it's just a word to describe somebody's images or somebody's you know presentation it's not really as important as people make it out to be I mean It is to the extent, but it's not important to focus on. It's not important to try and develop it because as I said, it does come naturally. It's not something that you want to focus on. Don't think about that. Don't look at everybody else's work and think, I want to do that too. You know, just stick true to yourself, understand what you really like. If you learn how to do it, then, you know, maybe implement it, it is about, I guess, acquiring different skills, acquiring new knowledge and then implementing it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just very stuck in my own ways. But I just think that, yeah, it's important to really stay true to your own self more so than anything. And just be patient as well. Don't expect things all to come at once. When you begin editing your images, you know, they're not gonna be the greatest. Like, honestly, it took me years to... And it's still developing, it's still evolving, but the aesthetic that is aligned with, I guess, the techniques that I utilise, it has been evolving for a long time, and I, I don't really doubt that it will continue to, but it's just interesting to consider that it doesn't just come in an instant. It comes over time, it's developed. And the greatest things are, honestly... strongly do believe that. You've got to just really be in tune with your own journey and enjoy it. Don't focus on trying to do anything anybody else is doing because it will not matter in the large scheme of things. Your journey is the most important that there is. so give it your all, do everything you can, you know, put yourself in a position where you're able to really commit yourself to your personal development and evolution, because it's extremely valuable, very fulfilling, once you look back and see that you have progressed, you know, you just don't ever take it as a negative, or progression is a positive, but let's start with P. <laughs> progression is positive, so take that, take that on board. I really do hope that you know you're able to walk away from this understanding a little bit more. I guess about your own personal venture. Um, mine as well. I guess how I've really got about it, but maybe it might give you a little bit of a perspective on. I don't know like it's entirely subjective like I say I'm not going to ever say that I'm right or wrong and there's one way to do things like I said it's entirely entirely opinion based and you've got to work out what's right for you but this is mine over you know the past six years almost of consistently developing myself throughout my journey and I want to be able to give you an insight to that you know show you what I've learned um, provide you with just an understanding of my personal journey and hopefully yeah you'll be able to gain something from it. It's just There's times where you know you may look at an image and you'll think, why did I do that? Or you'll look back at an image and you'll think, What is you know, what is going on here? Like why did I edit it like that? Why did I add that to it? and that's okay you know like it's it's positive more so than anything because as i said it is progressing it's being able to actually understand what you enjoy what you really like and that is the biggest most important element it's fundamental to really i guess growing your own personal style as you'd like to think of it so if if, if you go out there and you allow yourself to constantly revive and consistently you know analyze what you have done and make sure that you are on you know the right path of what you personally really enjoy and like to present you know you're doing everything right don't question yourself because you see somebody else doing something and think oh, i should be doing that you know everybody is unique don't just try and there's so many people who are doing that that if you actually want to stand out, you've just got to stick true to yourself, and that's that's the real issue. Like, I'm not saying that you have to stand out or that that's everyone's desire, but if you really want to be something that people can actually tangibly reference and acknowledge as a creator, no matter what it may be, like this is relevant for all creative industries. Stick true to yourself and develop your personal personal eye and your vision and understanding of what it is that you really want to put forward and how you want to do that. Don't just be jumping from one thing to the next to the next and then thinking, oh, this guy does this, I have to do this. You know, it's a great base to begin from sometimes. Like a lot of people believe in presets these days because tons of people are selling them, trying to flog them off so they can get an extra amount of income it's fine you know everyone's got to do what they've got to do and it's great sometimes especially if you're doing any corporate stuff client work then presets are often going to be fundamental but you can create them yourself as well and I really believe that the personal style element of it that is the greatest part don't just try and you know take somebody else's work and just regurgitate it or take their style and then just implement your work and put it in because you know there's going to be that level of creative intuition with what you actually did but it's just gonna it's just gonna end up you know meshing together and not really standing out because everybody else is gonna like 80 percent of creators go through and just do what other people are doing and they still call themselves a creator like consider that i'm not i'm not saying that you shouldn't call yourself a creator if you're using presets or anything like that like you still got creativity you're still you know i embrace the fact that everybody out there who is doing anything along the lines of you know creativity or going outside to create you know i i really admire that i love it i really do but if, if you really want to create, think about where that actually stems from and what it actually means to you because you're giving yourself away. The creativity, honestly, half of it is the development. So allow yourself to create something that works for you. Don't just pick somebody else's you know, presets up and then think, I'm gonna be as good as this person it, it's just it's unrealistic all right don't don't have that expectation like like I said sometimes it can be handy to have presets I I've never purchased any I've created my own on copious occasions once I got my new computer I actually stopped using them because I wanted to really interpret each image sometimes if I'm bulk editing to really see what image is gonna be the best from a set I may go through and align each image to have similar kind of settings a similar settings yes sick language use just similar settings like so i can go through and see what's going to be the best and then i can kind of you know change them all together potentially or just change them individually see what's going to work for each and yeah i mean it's extremely handy being able to utilize it like i said especially with client work if you're going through and you're creating something for a business they can have an aesthetic and when it comes down to a servicing you know there's a, there's a very big difference between providing a service and creating for yourself. Like, if you don't really understand that, then I really believe you've got to educate yourself. Um, but there is a very big difference. Like, there's always going to be an element of creativity when you get to a level where people are going to desire that. You're going to have your own aesthetic that people may come to you with, but often if you're providing a service, They have something in mind that you often have to adhere to. Like, don't be afraid to go outside of that and try different things. But you've got to communicate as well. Like, communication is the biggest thing in those circumstances. Be able to communicate, say, would you like this? Would you like this? What would you prefer? This is going to, you know, provide this. This will provide whatever else. Like, I really think that you can't just go out there and think, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I've developed my own style. I'm gonna put that forward on a real estate property. You know, you can't just do that. Like, you're not gonna get hired. (coughs) It's brutal, but you've gotta understand that they have specific standards to adhere to. If you're going through and you're taking profile headshots, let's say, for a corporate business, you're gonna have minimal editing. Often, I recommend it very strongly. But they're also gonna have an aesthetic. and aesthetic is strongly driven from the tonal curve, which sounds very odd, but it really is. Really, really is. And it doesn't have to be anything major at all. I really reckon that, you know, keeping it at a very minimal and subtle level will be the most powerful. But yeah, I mean, you, you've just gotta understand in those circumstances, when you are servicing somebody, You've got to adhere to their standards, what their vision is, what they kind of have as an expectation. Be able to blow that expectation out of the water, but align what it is that you are actually offering with their personal understanding of what is gonna be here so that they can actually, you know, look at it and say, damn, I'm really happy with that, you know. And even just give a few samples say these are a few different options of how i've interpreted it i feel this one's going to evoke this this is going to evoke this this is going to evoke this but yeah like i said that that's just something that i think is really important to be able to communicate um, strongly as well with so take it on board if you are servicing clients like i said eventually you may get to a point where you have a portfolio aesthetic which is going to be um, desired but if you're beginning with clients you've got to understand that they're gonna have sometimes an understanding of what they want and often you do have to adhere to it like it's as brutal as it is and as much as I love creativity this is often why I don't do too much in that realm and it's it's because I love the creative element of my personal work. I love being able to express and test and develop my own personal creativity and really be intuitive with my own personal creative curiosity. Allowing myself develop. De- <laughs> to develop. Allowing myself develop. That'll do, but close enough. Oh goddamn. Yeah, I mean, just take that on board, see where it leads you to, see how you personally interpret it. You know, I'm not saying that servicing is bad. I think that, you know, half the time, if you want, I mean, there's always gonna be a niche that you can fit yourself into. There's an abundance of opportunities. Don't ever think that everything's already been done. You know, don't get into that scarcity mindset. Be in a place where your mentality is fueled by the abundance aspect of how you perceive things and that there are an abundance of opportunities out there because you know it doesn't take long to actually prove yourself and be able to provide something that's going to be a cut above the rest it does just take a few other personal skills as well that you have to be able to incorporate like i really think that you know personal skills are (laughs) something that is very often swept under the radar and not often considered when it comes to servicing like yes there is going to be a very strong aspect of your creativity what you actually create but there is a lot more actually aligned with it you know you've got to, you've got to understand how to pitch you've got to understand how to communicate you've got to have interpersonal skills you've got to be able to really put forward things with time management you've got to be able to be flexible like I, I can't even begin to name them all but it is pretty much one of those cases where you have to be extremely multifaceted. You have to acknowledge all of the different kind of elements that are gonna be relevant for you, that you can utilize and develop so that you are actually able to optimize your potential and live up to your capabilities in your own personal regards, like I don't mean that to be daunting at all, because I know it can be scary sometimes. If you're not really a people person, then that's fine. There probably is going to be a space for you if you, you know, are able to provide the quality of work that is going to be desired. But it's it's very important to try and develop yourself, not being afraid of how people perceive you. Just doing things that are outside of your comfort zone, so you can test yourself and actually learn how to really train yourself to be at a place where you are confident in your own self and able to provide the highest quality service that you can with all of those different skills and attributes aligned. So yeah, I reckon that'll probably do me. I do appreciate your time. hope this has provided you with a bit of an insight and understanding of how I perceive everything. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that there is a lot of value within that that hopefully you are able to interpret and incorporate into the way that you perceive things. You know, it is always going to... I think I just said things. I had to pick myself up on that. So, oh, I can't even speak. I'm done. I think I just need water. I am extremely parched. But, yeah, I really appreciate your time, again. Bye. I'll most definitely catch you on the flip side. Farewell. Actually, just remember, quick PS, be you, be proud of who you are. Whoever you are, you know, just... Make the most of exactly who you are, your personal characteristics, your attributes and the experiences that have accumulated to make you who you are. You are special. Farewell.